Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on all the places, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, wearing her green in honor of the late Bob Vlasic. Mm-hmm. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Again. R.I.P. Pour one out. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. 185 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to former Ranger great Mike Gonzalez. Mike Gonzalez, who gave me heartburn in 2011. (laughs) I'll explain. Mike Gonzalez, it's game two of the 2011 ALCS, Rangers and Tigers. Okay. Um... Uh, game's tied 3-3, going to the top of the ninth inning. The game's at, I'm at the game, um, in, at, at, um, what was in, I think it was still Globe Life. No, it wasn't. I think it might have been, like, Rangers Ballpark. Oh, wow. Anyway. Um, and tied 3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexi Ogando is in to pitch. He, uh, he gets Andy Dirks, uh, uh, to fly out. He strikes out Austin Jackson. And then Ramon Santiago singles to left. So at that point... Ron Washington comes out and says, "All right, we got a lefty coming up, mm-hmm. so we want to bring in, um, we want to bring on our lefty specialist, Mike Gonzalez, who they had acquired from the from the Baltimore Orioles." Okay, this is a very interesting story. Um, Mike Gonzalez then gives up a double to Don Kelly, but they hold Ramon Santiago at at, uh, at third base. He then gets pulled. He threw all of two pitches. Oh, my. Uh, gets pulled. They bring in Nefzali Feliz. Nefzali Feliz intentionally walks Miguel Cabrera to load the bases and then gets Victor Martinez to pop out to shortstop. They end up winning on a walk-off grand slam in the 11th inning. But that gave me heartburn. Happy birthday, Mike Gonzalez. He's from Pasadena, Texas. Pasadena, Texas. How about that? Uh, episode 1391. On today's show, friends. <laughs> that was awful. You guys remember when I would do like uh, Rangers fun facts of the day? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you I had that. I was going to say that was like that was, that was like was pent in, up a little that was bit. In the barrel. Yeah, that was in the barrel. That was, that was like, uh, on today's show, folks. A little bit after, back half of the show, we're going to be joined by the new head coach of the Jacksonville Indians, Coach Jason Holman. Jason Hol- coach Holman is leaving Tatum to go to Jacksonville. That is a return home for him. His alma mater. Uh, he's going to uh, try to turn around, uh, get get Jacksonville a little bit out of the mud. They've had a pa- rough couple of years. He's going to try to, to uh, revive that program there. Of course, they play in the uh, the luxurious, beautiful Tomato Bowl mm-hmm. out there in Jacksonville. We will go out uh, to talk with uh, Coach uh, Holman coming up here at the back half of the show. Before that, we will have some headlines from across the state of Texas, including some pretty major high school football coaching news. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, 
Schley. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It's just Chad, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, friends. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Let's start with some headlines from across the state. We have a little bit of breaking news this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from our friend uh, Matt Stepp. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell Sexual High School Football Insider, uh, reporting. Uh, and Alan ISD has confirmed it, that Alan has made a hire. You may remember a couple weeks ago, uh, Alan ISD um, looked to uh, lost Chad Morris. Chad Morris stepped down as the head coach after one year. Mm-hmm. They have found their new head coach. Their new head coach is Lee Wigginton. Lee Wigginton, formerly now of Midlothian Heritage. Um, he replaces Chad Morris, who uh, who resigned his position uh, in mid-May. Uh, Coach Wigginton has been at Midlothian Heritage for the last six seasons. Mm-hmm. He's the only coach they've ever had. He had a very interesting kind of journey. He was hired. He kind of bounced. He had, he had a few kind of small school jobs. Bosqueville, Comfort, Mejia did a great job at all those places. He gets hired at Midlothian High in 2010, I want to believe. I want to say. Hired Midlothian High. Then Midlothian ISD announces they're going to hire or they're going to open Midlothian Heritage High School, their second high school in Midlothian ISD. Mm-hmm. And he says, cool, I'll take that job. He goes across town and takes the, the, the newer school job. Which, which is, is weird. but Kind of rare, but yeah. it ended up being you know, a great movie. Did a great job there. When, some people are just program builders like they like the challenge. <laughs> went 60 and 17 in his five seasons there. Uh, a, a regional final, a pair of regional semifinal appearances, etc. He has an overall record of 157 and 89. I do think this is interesting. And Matt Stepp pointed this out in his article on TexasFootball.com. Um, he has a connection with... Allen ISD Superintendent Robin Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Bullock is the, uh, before she was the super at Allen, she was, she spent 13 years in the administration at Midlothian ISD, and she was on the staff that in the, in, in the admin him. when they hired uh, Wigginton from Mejia to take over at Midlothian High. Which at that point has been... So they have each other's phone yeah. numbers, is what I'm saying. <laughs> 13 years since so there's a he connection. went over there. There's a connection. So, um, he's also the THSCA president-elect, yeah, oh too, yeah. which I is very notable. I think that's, I think that's, thank you for bringing that up. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I don't want to overlook that. That is very notable he right is now. The, he's the president-elect of the Texas High School Coaches Association. He's very well-respected. Uh, I'll say this from as a personal note. He's a good dude. He might be the nicest guy in Texas <laughs> high school football. <laughs> like, he is He is genuinely the, good he human. Is, he is <laughs> Good people. He is. We saw him at the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Uh, he is good, good people. He's always smiling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I've never seen him not happy. No. <laughs> this is amazing. Anyway, um, but Lee Wigginton, uh, he's, he's, he'll, he will be, he's the president-elect for the 2022-2023 school year. He will become the president of the THSCA. Mm-hmm. John King's the president now. And then, yes. uh, and so his term will end at coaching school. Lee Wigginton will be sworn in, mm-hmm. and then they'll have an election for the next Yeah, because it was election. Rodney Webb, John King, and yes, then now, yep, Lee. So, I think that there's now, there's two reactions to this, to Lee Wigginton being hired at Allen. And this hire reminds me a lot of when Terry Gamble was hired by Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Westerberg leaves after a remarkable career there at, at Allen. And uh, goes down to Barbers Hill. And they go and they hire Terry Gamble. And the reaction to the hire of Terry Gamble really depended on how 
deep into the high school football game you are. It is a big, if you know, you know, this <laughs> situation. Is, this, yeah, this is a litmus test for how in the high school football you are. Because there is, there is the, let's just say the more casual fans, the people who check in every once in a while, who probably, let's be real, probably aren't watching this show. Right. Maybe they are today. Hi, we were here every day. Um, who don't watch the show every day. Yeah, playoff goers, if They're you probably will. saying... So wait a second. You went from the head coach at, 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 at Arkansas to a guy who was the f- uh, coach in 4A? Like, you're just getting him? Like, that doesn't – that there's not – this Lee Wigginton, I mean this in a nice way, Lee Wigginton's not a splashy hire like Chad Morris is a splashy no. hire. Yeah. Uh, if they had gone and they had hired um, – I don't know. If they had gone and hired James Franklin from uh, from Penn State, yeah. that would have been a splashy hire. If they had hired Nick Saban, that would have been a splashy hire. Even, Lee even, Wigginton. Yeah, even high school names are splashy hires. Right. When you start getting into a Riley Dodge or something yeah, like they're, that. Yeah, they're know? splashy names. They'd gone and hired uh, uh, Todd Dodge. Todd, yeah, Todd exactly. Dodge. They'd pull them, pull them out of retirement. retirement. That's a splashy <laughs> hire, right? Lee Wigginton is is probably not that splashy hire. He probably doesn't have that name recognition Mm -hmm. among the casual fans. But much like Terry Gamble, I think all the people who are, I don't want to start saying that we're in the know versus not in the know, but the people who follow high school football in Texas closer are like, oh yeah, okay, that's a good hire. They they know what he's doing. That's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. That's a good coach. He's done done a great job. Same thing happened with Terry Gamble. Terry Gamble, when he was at Midway, was a great coach at Midway. Mm -hmm. Then he gets hired at Allen, and there's some people like, who's this guy? Um, Lee Wigginton is much like that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I would say things worked out for Allen under Terry Gamble. Mm -hmm. So that is, for me, that's my initial reaction. My initial reaction is that this is a, a really talented coach and a guy who knows what he's doing, um, you know, making the move from 4A to 6A, making the move from, you never know how this is going to work out because Allen's just such a different beast. But at the same time, if you're looking for a great high school football coach, Allen hired a great high school football coach. Yeah. I just It also kind of picks out the big school snobs a little bit compared oh, sure. to, like, people who consume all sorts of time because that's just one of those, yeah, any 4A coach, they're not going to know who that is. Right. You may not know who that is. Especially, all due respect, uh, Midlothian Heritage has not won a state championship. No. Midlothian Heritage, they went to the regional finals once, right? They don't have – they're not – they didn't hire Scott Surratt yep. at Carthage exactly. where he's got eight state titles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but – they hired a darn good coach who's super well respected in the high school football community and a guy who's, you know, super well connected. <laughs> and obviously, they think he can do the job. I tend to agree with him. Uh, so, yeah. It, one thing I did point this out. Okay. His scheme down there at Heritage, mm-hmm. his scheme down there at Heritage tends to be a little bit more spread spread. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it tends to be a little bit more throat around the yard, uh, things like that. He will he'll say it's it's a, it's a true spread. They want to have balance, but they want to have, they want to mm-hmm. do that. Or they, they had guys they who throw, catch the ball, the ball down ball there. Around. They yeah. throw the ball around. They got some speed. I do wonder. This is me talking out loud. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to adjust his scheme a little bit to become a little bit more power spread, only because the thing that Allen always has, yes, they have quarterbacks and receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But the strength they usually always have is big offensive line. Oh, yeah. That will create holes that you need to run the ball. So I wonder, I don't know. That's just me. That was one thing I thought. Anyway, uh, uh, Midlothian Heritage now, by the way, it's a good gig. They're Midlothian Heritage. Gig. But Allen has their new head coach. It is Lee Wigginton, the new head coach of the Allen Eagles, taking over uh, for Chad Morris. 
elsewhere in the high school football world. We mentioned this on Friday, but I want to mention in the headline section again, Brian Brazel has retired at Hebron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Brazel uh, was the head coach. He's the only coach uh, Hebron's ever had. Uh, ever since 2000, of course, won a state championship there in 2005. A uh, good friend of ours here, Dave Campbell's Texas football, he stops by the office and take, goes to let Rob buy him lunch a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we wish him the very best. From what it sounds like, he's going to be taking another administration role in another uh, ISD, but he is uh, he's announced his retirement. I will also say this, and I thought about this over the weekend. Okay. When you make a move like this, this late – as a veteran coach, mm-hmm. usually, not usually, it's often you want them not to mess up the hire. <laughs> often, you do it to put your school district in a box, mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, I'm going to retire late, and you can do a whole search if you want, or, or you can promote the offense coordinator, the defense coordinator, the assistant head coach, or whatever it yeah. is that I recommend." Mm-hmm. And here I am, a, a, you know, an icon here at this school. Yep. Why don't you do just do that? Mm-hmm. That is a play. That is a play that is in a lot of coaches' playbooks. It's a little funny, Jess. <laughs> I have not talked with Coach Brazel. I want to be clear, mm-hmm. but it would not surprise me if there was an internal promotion simply because it's so late. And I think that might be the way that Coach Brazel wants it. Mm-hmm. That's I want to speak for him, but that's a theory that I have. Um, some college news that came down uh, last week. Um, Houston has been busy in the portal. They have added another playmaker. This one from Oklahoma. Wide receiver Cody Jackson, the former Richmond Foster star, uh, went into the transfer portal last year. He's a redshirt freshman. Um, He has four years of eligibility. He's transferring from the Sooners to the Cougs, coming back home. Uh, He was a four-star prospect there. Uh, He was spectacular as a senior there at Richmond Foster. Uh, This is the fourth transfer wide receiver that Houston has added this offseason. Dude, them and Sam Brown, SMU, they're just reeling them in. Sam Brown, Joseph Manjack, uh, Bryce Johnson, and now uh, and now Cody Jackson adding the adding to the Houston weaponry. Uh, they have uh, they have been active. They've that been says active. a lot about the uh, the status quo of the AAC right mm-hmm. now too. Maybe mm-hmm. like this is about to be a high flying league. Um, I want to make sure I mention this that there was a, a whole uh, slew of state seven on seven tournaments this week and this was really like the first real big seven-on-seven weekend. And Step was back, so. Yes. Uh, And so, if you are interested, um, Step sent it to me at some point. Uh, the whole list of people who who, who qualify. In D1, Cy Falls, Fort Bend, Hightower, Lake Travis, surprise, Fort Round Rock, Westwood, uh, Plano, Capel, woo, uh, and Denton Geyer, again, surprise, surprise, all uh, qualified in Division One. Uh, in Division Two, Columbus, Anna, Pleasant Grove, again. Surprise. <laughs> uh, for a team that doesn't throw the ball. Yeah. You know? Or it doesn't throw the ball as much as a lot of these other teams, like Lake Travis. Right. No one's yeah. ever going to mistake Lake Pleasant Grove for Lake Travis. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Lindale, Silsby, Smithville, Breckenridge, and Brownwood all qualified there in Division Two. And Division Three, Hawley. Again, probably not that? a surprise. Uh, Wink, Hearn, Chilton, Eastland, and Millsap all qualified. They have punched their tickets to uh, to College Station for State 7-on-7. Seven seven. That's coming up in June. That's wild to think about because last year State 7-on-7 seven seven was when we really saw Jackson Arnold for the first time just like throwing it and we're like, oh, Nelly. We are like, who's this boy? <laughs> yeah, and then we were like, oh, that's the wide-eyed freshman from the title game. Who's Holy this, cow. <laughs> San Antonio Sam Houston's made a hire. They've hired uh, San Antonio YMLA offensive coordinator Jeremy Williams to be their next head coach. The uh, Sam Houston Hurricanes uh, 
uh, have uh, have uh, Jeremy Williams as their next head coach. There's two articles I want to point you to on TexasFootball.com written by Mike Craven. College title. One of them, which went up today, which I think got bumped down because of the um, Allen because the Allen news, news. But I want you to see it. That the Allen news sparked in him an idea. He goes and he he just started talking about it around the office. He goes, "Is Allen a top ten job in Texas? Is it a top ten job?" Mm-hmm. And so he just made a list. And so yep. go check out uh, Mike Craven's ten best Texas high school football coaching jobs. Basically, he tries to remove pay from it because you know. That's obviously part of it, but like he tries to remove it because he wants to, to make sure he's, he's given it a fair shake. But as far as everything that goes into taking a job, he he put together his ten uh, top 10 Texas high school football coaching jobs. Uh, so check that out on TexasFootball.com. There's also a great article that he wrote. Uh, the headline is, Could Spring Football Be the Next Casualty? Some coaches believe so. Um, he talked with a number of coaches, including Sonny Dykes, including Dana Holgerson, um, and a few, of, a few other coaches, Seth Luttrell. And they all, uh, a number of them suspect that um, spring football could be going the way of the dodo. Mm -hmm. And instead, you're going to have something closer to OTAs, optional team activities, Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, and and so that's a very interesting article. You can read some quotes from some uh, high school or from college coaches across the state who maybe think that spring football may be going away. That's on TexasFootball.com. Go check that out. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to get the 2022 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you first before it hits newsstands. Get it first. Brag to your friends. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, did you know that 35% of college athletes quit their sport or transfer schools by the end of their sophomore year? That's because most high school athletes only consider uh, athletics when making their decisions of uh, picking a college. They skip over other important factors like college major, location, scholarships, long-term goals, etc. With so much to consider, how do you make sure you're choosing the right schools? School, rather. That's where Athletes to Athletes comes in. Athletes to Athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student-athletes and their families. They provide a holistic approach to help you find the college program that best fits your, all your needs, both on and off the field. Do me a favor. Go to athletesathletes.com slash DC today to ch- schedule your free info session and see how they can help you find the best college program for you. That's athletesathletes.com slash DC for our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's go east to Cherokee County talk with the new head coach of the Jacksonville Indians. We're joined by Coach Jason Holman. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all? How are things in beautiful Jacksonville, Texas? Oh, great. We had a wonderful morning this morning. Nice and cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We cannot take those those types of mornings uh, for granted. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. I've, I've been meaning to talk with you for, for a bit. You know, you take this job you uh, there at Jacksonville, returning home to your alma mater um, to take over this Indians program. Um, it's not like you had a bad gig before you were there at Tatum. And then that's a that's a pretty darn good, uh, pr- pretty darn good spot. What was it about the opportunity to go uh, to go home to Jacksonville that that really spoke to you? Well, obviously, it's home for me. Uh, I still have a bunch of family that lives here in town, so the allure of getting to go back, go back home and coach and uh, be able to lead a team in the Tomato Bowl um, was certainly exciting for me. And getting back closer to my family uh, here in town was also an exciting proposition for me. So, uh, you know, this is a place I've always 
wanted to be. Uh, never had an opportunity to coach here in Jacksonville, although I've coached for 26 years. And the opportunity came about, and I uh, just felt like it was the right time to do it. Uh, on the other side, you know, I, you know, it's it's I know it's not easy to, to leave anywhere, especially a place like Tatum. That was your first head coaching job there. You spent three years there. I had three pretty darn good years uh, over there. Uh, uh, how how difficult was it to say goodbye to a place like that where you had had some success and and I know the community was 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 an important part of of, of your life as well. Well, it's always tough. You know, we we graduated twenty nine seniors last year in three A Division one, so that was a group of kids that had been sophomores when I came in, and obviously I was very close to. We'd seen them grow up and become good football players and and had some success along the way and. Uh, built some really good relationships with those kiddos. So, yeah, it certainly was tough to do. Um, you know, the group that was returning, that'll be seniors for them next year. Are, they're, they're a great example of kids that have been in a program that they're going to be fine. I mean, they, they know how to work. And, uh, you know, we built the program to the point where uh, it, it was pretty well self-sustaining, we felt like, at that point. So we're able to leave it in, in good shape and, uh, honestly, in a little better shape than what it was when we got there. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's to me, that's the most important thing. And those kids will have a great opportunity for success going forward. Uh, we're talking with Jason Holman, the new head coach of the Jacksonville Indians on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, you're taking over a program there at, at Jacksonville that obviously has great tradition, but, but the past couple of years have been rough. Um, I'm interested from your perspective, uh, what's step one? You know, this is a program that, that's seven and 33 over the past four seasons. What's step one to getting this program back to, to where, frankly, Jacksonville expects it to be? Well, you know, I think step one, you've always got to start, in my opinion, with commitment and accountability. Um, and that's what we've done here. I've been here since February, and these kids have put their head down and gone, gone to work and bought into everything we've had to tell them at this point. And uh, we've had a great off season. We've got a lot of gains and, and you know, in strength and, and speed and that are, those areas, just developing athletes. And uh, those kids have, have done it and, in fact, have relished it. And I think they're – they're really starting to feel the benefits of the work we've done to this point. You know, obviously we have a lot of work to do in order, order to get prepared to play football in the fall, but uh, we've got kids uh, wanting to come to, come to athletics and be a part and generated some excitement on that end, and that that's where you where you have to start. Um, when you when you uh, you mentioned you've been there since February, I'm, I'm interested. Go back to the first time you addressed your your new team as as the head coach. What was what was the message to your guys the first time uh, you introduced yourself? Well, that you know, I think one of the first things I had to say was, um, you know, we won. They've won two games in two years, mm-hmm. past two years. And I just said, let's address the elephant in the room. And this is these these are the facts. And I told him at that point, this would be the last time you ever hear me mention it. Um, and you know, and I don't care. So going forward, everything we do is going to be based upon where we want to get to and where we're headed, not looking back at at you know the lack of success in the last couple of years. So I felt like it was important to get that out of the way, and I wanted them to understand that I, I came because I saw an opportunity, and that I see a lot of uh a lot of uh, positive things in this program and these kids and that I feel like it can be a situation where we can turn it around and have some success. So that was the primary message coming in. In addition to some of the things you and I just discussed about uh, commitment and accountability and what we have to do going forward, just setting the stage on what it takes to be 
a good program and to be a winner. Uh, it's it, you're taking over a roster that's 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 hardly the cupboard's hardly bare. Uh, one of the guys that I know is going to get a lot of the attention is uh, is Devin McEwen, the, the the wide receiver, the defensive back, kind of the do it all athlete. There, he's already got seven offers from across uh, uh, from across the college football landscape. Um, you know, as the guy who who gets to see him in the weight room, as a guy who gets to, to 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 see him work out, what is it about Devin McEwen that that sets him apart? Well, he's a worker. Um, Devin's very humble. Uh, he's a great leader commands the respect of his of his teammates and does it primarily through the course of his actions. I mean, he's going to lead the charge anytime we're doing anything in the weight room. He's going to lead the charge anytime we're doing anything on the field. You know, a lot of kids just respect that and look up to him as as a leader and and that's what he is. And he, you know, he not only not only talks the talk but walks the walk as well, which is, you know, very important because obviously what you speak, what you say and your actions speak volumes. So um, he's a very positive kid and just, I've had a great, it's been a great opportunity for me to get to know him because he's, he's got a lot of positive attributes to him, uh, not to mention one heck of a football player. Yeah, he can, he can play as well. Um, and, and this is going to, this is going to shock some people, but, um, but Jacksonville is going to have a quarterback named McCown. Um, there, uh, he is, he, uh, he is the, uh, the, or it's, this is Ryan McCown. He's the son of Randy McCown, uh, the former, the former Aggie great, uh, and, uh, the, uh, the nephew of, uh, Josh and Luke McCown. Uh, you guys just, uh, did you guys just go out to the tree and pick another one? Like how, how do these guys keep showing up? And, and what is it about, tell me a little bit about Ryan and what sets him apart. Well, you know, um, the family, uh, they they thought enough of Jack, Jacksonville to come back and, and lay roots. Speaking of Randy and Luke and even Josh in the area, he's down in Rusks now. Um, that's just how much they thought about uh, East Texas football and Jacksonville in particular. So that's that's why we're fortunate enough to have some accounts here. Um, Ryan is uh, is going to be a good one. He's he's got a lot of the tools that are necessary to play. He's got great accuracy. Can move in the pocket. Can deliver the football and he in turn also commands some respect to the kids. He's got the leadership abilities and uh, we're looking forward for great, uh, from great things coming from him. Uh, and finally, coach, um, you know, you're returning home to take over this program and, and this is a, uh, you know, you, you do get the opportunity, you mentioned it, you get the opportunity to, to lead your, your team into one of the most iconic stadiums in Texas high school football and you know, the tomato bowl recently renovated, just absolutely gorgeous out there. Um, have you given some thought as to what you think it's going to feel like, uh, that first Friday night, whenever you're running out there and, and leading your team as the head coach out there into the tomato bowl where you have such a great history? You know, I have actually. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine. I've I've had the opportunity to coach in the Tomato Bowl on the opposing side one time in my career when I was at Lufkin. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you know, obviously it wasn't renovated at that point either. This was back in 2015. So, uh, you know, I'm a little prejudiced, but I think it's one of the best venues in East Texas to play a high school football game in. And, uh, the, you know, the district obviously showed a commitment to – renovating it and, and making it what it is you know i'm just excited about that the atmosphere uh, that i feel like we're going to be able to generate um in the tomato bowl and and it's just going to be a great opportunity to come back home and get to do what i love to do he's jason holman he's the new head coach of the jacksonville indians coach really appreciate your time congratulations again on the new job and uh, can't wait to see what you do with those indians Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Absolutely. There he goes. Jason Holman, the new head coach of the Jacksonville Indians, joining us here. Texas football today. Um, 
and yeah, an opportunity to go home, an opportunity, you know, he's an East Texas guy. I mean, he was on the staff at Lufkin with Todd Quick forever. Uh, and then he got an opportunity to go be the head coach at Tatum, did good things there. Now an opportunity to go home. Um, and it, it is staggering. I'm fairly certain Ryan's the fourth <laughs> McCown to play quarterback for Jacksonville. There might be a fifth. There might have been a fifth. I don't know. I know Randy, his dad, and I know his uncles, Josh and Luke, mm-hmm. both played quarterback, all played quarterback for Jacksonville. I mean, hey, what do we say all the time? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just keep, keep running the McCowns <laughs> out there. Like, Why not? Yeah. I don't I, mean, I don't see the issue here. Yeah. Jacksonville's put eight guys in the NFL, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, the other, I've never been to the Tomato Bowl, and that's a big, big, big hole in my resume. That's a, that's a need to get out it's, to this I've, year at I've, some point. I've never seen a game there. I've been there, mm-hmm. but I've I've never seen a game there, so maybe we got to do the thing where we, you know. That sounds like a good. That's a good DCTF swag wagon road trip. Oh, yeah. uh, if coach wants to rearrange a Thursday night game for us, let's do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we appreciate Jason Holman hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. How do you, f- <laughs> how do you feel about Fig Newtons? How do I feel about Fig Newtons? Mm-hmm. Um, what an odd question. Um, <laughs> it was brought up in the comments earlier. I think they're fine. I think they're a replacement level cookie. Okay. I think like they are good if you don't have any other cookies. See, it's funny because I don't look at them as cookies. Like I look at them more like a, as like a cracker, like breakfast bars, like a granola oh, bar. Like a you know, like bar. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say it's not a granola bar, but a breakfast bar where it's got like the usually it's I like just blueberry them or strawberry. Trying to be sold to me as as sweets, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, yeah, figs are not sweets. I think figs are fine. Like, well, how do you, fig do you, flavor? Do you like prune? prunes no okay no i'm quite regular thank you um <laughs> the it's it's it, uh, you know they're fine do you like raisins those are all kind of the same thing little shriveled up things this has been a great show um well someone said that uh oh, where was it scotch and fig newton's breakfast champions yeah first of all <laughs> we go to press like four o'clock so no it's not gonna be breakfast it's gonna be but I think that's why I associate them with like a breakfast bar. But yeah, they're more in a breakfast bar category than a cookie category for me. By the way, no text back from Mallory. She's ghosting me. Oh, dude. Leaving me Is on red. Is she over there? Leaving Yell me at on, her. Leaving me on red. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with her leaving you specifically on red. But when it has to do with celebrations, I would assume I that she would text back a little quicker. Like this, if you were like, hey, do you want to sell, like, do more mug shots? Then I would assume yeah. she would leave you on red. But this one, this is a fun question. This is a fun text. This is. Uh, okay, so dip fingers down to th- or thumbs down to uh, Fig Newtons? Uh, one pinky down. One pinky down. But a down. thumb middle of the way? So you're saying if Mallory texts back Fig Newtons, would you argue? Because realistically, you gave her, her the choice. opportunity. She can do whatever she wants. She, wants she will definitely face repercussions, though. Not from me. I like Fig Newtons. She scotch and mashed potatoes. I guess we'll do scotch and mashed potatoes. But Now we're talking. No. Come on. You can mash potatoes whenever you want. Yeah, but I don't like sweets, so I would get the benefit of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm looking out for me here, okay? <laughs> I know you are. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Jason Holman of Jacksonville for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Map Tuesday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.